had wanted to talk about church governance today. But as we were, we were I, I just highlighted to the leaders that the Lord is highlighting something in my heart for our season. So, so, so either when that message has been brought through to you, we will start with it or we will ask the other elders to handle it. Amen. Amen. So what the Lord has highlighted to my heart over the time of prayer and fasting it's two things. Holiness and fasting. And the idea behind what God has highlighted is that for the, for the church to get to where it should be, it must play its role responsibly before him. Are you hearing me, saints? So I want to read from the book of Ephesians chapter 1. I don't know whether the devil is trying to to torment me with a headache. Or there's, there's someone who has that problem of a headache on the left eye. Anyway, I'm reading from verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Now from that verse, I'm going to ask him to read. I read up to verse 5. I'm going to read from verse 6. Okay, let me just read. From verse 6, I want you to listen to these words. Your Bible will say them differently. Either your Bible will say, to the glory of his grace or to his glorious grace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Verse 6. So firstly, in chapter, in verse 3, it says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. In verse 4, which is what our preaching is on today, he says, he, he chose us in him. To be holy and blameless in his sight. Another version says before him. And then he says he adopted us in Christ as sons. So the sequence of our thinking 
is that God has done certain things. But God must have had a reason to do those things. Are you there saying? He blessed us. He chose us to be holy. He adopts us. And then verse 6 says, To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. I don't know if you are still hearing. You'll get it as we do. In other words, God says, I'm a glorious God. I'm a powerful God. There are things I want to do amongst people. But when I do them, I want them to see the glory of my grace. I want them to when they see my grace, they might see it, they must see its glory. And they must praise. Another God is saying, I'm doing what I'm doing to reveal my nature to you so that when you see that, you will worship me. Does that make sense? So he says. The grace was freely given us in the one he loved, who is Jesus Christ. Are you there? Now, remember, I still want you to follow that term. So in verse 7, we, we understand we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. According to the riches of what? What is the nature of God's grace? It is rich. The grace of God is over provided beyond our needs. It says what God is doing does not have limited grace. So in other words, what motivates God to do good for you and to do good towards you is not to see how far you are obedient and then I will you know that's how you and I think about the grace we think of the grace that is unlimited in its riches Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah, when I, I, you know the song that we sing? You know that song? That's how you think about the grace. Condemnation resides in the heart of a person who does not have a revelation of the riches of God's grace. Because 
Because we are condemned, we then start thinking that even the Lord's grace has got a level and a limit. Are you still following? So the Bible says he, dare, he did all these things according to what? The riches of grace. Grace is what the Bible says he lavished it. To lavish is to give exceedingly beyond the need. Whatever, the one you choose. Bebar, you can also have these ones. That's lavishing. Yeah. Good how to Murimu lavish it come how. Are you still there, saints? Doesn't sound like I'm going to preach about holiness, isn't it? My God shall supply all your needs. Then it says he lavished it on us with all wisdom and understanding. Does God know you are going to fail? Does God know you are imperfect? Does God know that you have problems? In his wisdom, he knows that. In his understanding, because he created your machinery, he knows that. That's why he lavishes you. Because he understands that one day, you will mess up. They will walk like you are under the devil's dominion. So, so he says, when that day comes, I want you to know I have lavished you with sufficient grace. Are you still there, saints? This is not the preaching. This is the explanation. I agree we are still explaining what we are trying to and he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. To be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Yeah? I'll let you read verse 12. In him, Christ, we were also chosen having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity to his purpose, the purpose of his will. We were predestined according to the plan of him who works everything to conform. I don't know if you understand really what that means. It means God works it out even if it's not working out in your life. Because even if it seems to be out of hand in your life, it's not out of hand in his life. It is not out of his hands. So even what seems out of place, God has a plan. He's going to take even that mess 
And work it such that it conforms to his plan for your life. Whether your mother dies, whether your child dies, whether you lose your job, and whether you are saying, uh, I like this phrase. Uh, somebody who said, this, work, this, working, this working thing is not working. But even when it's not working, God is still working it out. Doesn't make sense to you, but the pieces of the puzzles make sense to him. And he's gonna, he's gonna put them together to agree with his plan for your life. I, I, are we still there, Bazalan? Yo, yeah, no. This introduction is taking forever. So here's the part I want you to, to hear. It says, verse 12, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ, we might be for the praise of his glory. Are you following? Say? So when you understand the matter of grace, it is going to be easy for us to talk to you about uh, holiness. Let me read First Second Timothy chapter one verse nine. Timothy two verse nine. Are you still there? The, 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 the introduction is too long, isn't it? Second Timothy chapter one. Timothy West Billy verse one. Chapter one. Let's read from verse eight. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Now listen to verse 9. That's where I want us to go. Who has saved us and called us to what? God has called us to a holy Life. Not because of anything but we have done. But because of his own purpose and grace. Now listen to this part. I love it. I don't know if you will love it. It says this grace. This what? What is the nature of this grace? It is rich. This grace is eternal. This grace is unending. When sin abounds, grace abounds even. This grace, that is very rich, was given us in Christ Jesus Thank you for the projection. You see the way the projection has done it. I like it. It says, the grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the... You have to figure that out. Uh, this class does not know the us. You can go to the next part. Before the... Today you've done it. 
This grace was made available. Lo Musa wa Venswatina. Before the beginning of Nagakali Idnes Kach. Saint, you sit there, you say. Hey, I'm going through some tough time. But the grace of God is sufficient. In actual fact, you are thinking the grace of God is still coming. You are hoping that it's coming. That's why you don't have confidence. Because if you had the understanding that it was provided before the beginning of time with riches and unlimitedly, then you know it is always sufficient. Always available. Are you there? But then I'm not preaching about grace, isn't it? I'm preaching on verse 4 of Ephesians. But then you'll understand why we started today. It says there in, 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 for he chose us in him before the creation. Hey, yeah. Now I think somebody's getting it. Before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. When did God choose us? Before creation. You are aware that before creation is synonymous to before the beginning of time. Before you are born in your mother's womb. Grace was provided and you were chosen. You were chosen to be holy and blameless. What does that tell you and and I? We are malfunctioning. We are what? You are causing lots of accidents because when you are supposed to go green, according to before time, you are red. Hassan's about red. You've never seen those robots. How In the green, it seems to be working. Just as you get there, when you think it's your chance to go, all of a sudden, there's people who have to go. That's how, that's how you and I are functioning. So that's, that's a very nice one. Not is malfunctioning. Are you there, Saint? If I don't get to where I want to get, it's fine, but I want you to hear this. God wants us to be holy in his sight. Another version says, before him. 
Murimu ubatari halalele kapila se fasheho sahai. Question. God wants us to be holy in his sight. Does God see everything? Umbuzo. Unkulukulubona gonke na. The Bible says he never sleeps, no? If we are supposed to be holy before him in, in his sight, when are we supposed to be holy? All the time. You show with your answer. Therefore, you acknowledge you are malfunctioning, isn't it? Why do you allow you are malfunctioning, isn't it? Don't worry. Our malfunctioning is not our cause. It's Adam's. Let's blame it on Adam and Eve. Okay, let's blame it on Eve. We'll blame Adam after. But let us acknowledge we are malfunctioning. Unholy Christians is something that does not make sense. It doesn't make sense to be a child of God who's sinful. Got to listen to You see, that's what malfunctioning does. And so if we understand that we were chosen to be holy, the problem with us struggling with holiness is our understanding of holiness. So our sense of holiness is the way we dress. Is the way we, we walk like we are robocops. Is the expression of the gifting just because someone casts out demons, you think they are holy. They may not necessarily be holy. Even demons cast out demons. Are you following that? Our sense of holiness is outward actions only. The biggest, biggest problem of the church with holiness is the assumption that holiness comes from us. It's what God expects us to do. That's why we fail. Because now we are trying to become holy. But we don't understand the source. Are you there, saints? So I want to read a few things. Let's see how that goes. If we get to the end, we might have finished the sermon without preaching it. Let's try and do that. In Hebrews chapter 2, you have to run with me there in your Bible. Like it. We are not talking about blameless. We'll talk about blameless. We're talking about the source of holiness. Let me summarize my sermon for you so that even when I preach or not preach it, you will understand. If I, I own a company, I start a company. 
Do I have a right to hire whomever I choose? Do I have a right to decide what qualifications they should have or not have? We help you with that. So I have started this company and you say I have a right. So now company Then I see a potential in a certain person. But they have not gone to university. Remember whose company is this? It's my company. And I decide this person, I can mentor them to be all that they need to be for this company. Do I have a right to appoint them without a university degree? You people are smart. Because the company belongs to me. I can do whatever. So now I appoint this person and I outline to him or her the job description. Will this person automatically know what I expect? So then I make a commitment. I'm going to train them. Will they make mistakes? Do I fire them? So I keep training them. When I think now they are ready, based on the training. They do the opposite of everything I've trained them to do. In training, they did it right. Now when I hand over the work to them, they do the opposite. What do you think? Malfunctioning? Malfunctioning. If I now hand over the work to them, do they have to stop inquiring from me? It's not their company. Still my company. Are you following? Do they have to ask me everything even when I trained them? If they have to do a job, do they always have to? Should I clean? Oh. The point of training is that they can have delegated authority to do stuff. So when I have trained them, there is their responsibility. On the work, there's their responsibility. And my response, are you following? Holiness works like that. The, the Bible speaks of the holiness endowed, holiness given, holiness put upon you on the account of Christ. The CEO of heaven has decided to employ you who are not qualified in holiness. That's why the devil keeps pointing out that you are not qualified. But God says, 
Yeah, I don't know what to do. What must I do? Stop. Go deeper, Papa. <laughs> Let's just... We try to keep it to 11. Uh, me, when I want to pass these things, I think they should be passed on. Is that okay? Should we try and push for the next 10 minutes? Is it okay? So, for the because, next 10 minutes. Umfundi uh, say, go deeper. Forensic prophecy. Okay, let, so I want you to understand, you don't qualify. God says to you, be holy because I am. And you're sitting there, you're thinking, how can I be holy? The point of departure is to understand that you don't qualify. You can't be holy. For you to be holy, you need to understand, how do I become holy? But in this company, there's a God, there's a Jesus factor to your holiness. And there's your responsibility. Are you there? So let's, let's look at Jesus as the source of our holiness. Let's start from chapter 2 of Hebrews. Agree you have the Bible. Can I just try and go through it? Following your Bible, ne? It says, let me take it from verse 10. It says, in bringing many sons to glory, you remember that, Tiger? For his glorious praise. God wants us to be like him, to be in his glory. In bringing many sons to glory, it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. Both the one who makes men holy. Look at the CEO part. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are being made holy are of the same family. You understand? We are being made holy so that he's not ashamed to call us Brothers. Are you there? I'm just going to jump around because now I wanted to read more on that. Let's go to, to chapter 4 of the same book. It says, I'm reading from verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest, remember the high priest goes in the presence in the Holy of Holies in, on our behalf, right? Our great high priest who, who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The, the context of the reading is the working of the high priest on behalf of people. 
Runa, our understanding of this verse is that let's approach the throne of grace when we need butter. You confuse the Bible, your understanding of the, you confuse it. Say so confuse. If you battle the jolly, all these other things, the Bible gives you different principles for those things. Seek the kingdom, all shall be added. Ask it shall be given. Give and it shall be. Those, those are the principles of provision. This one is not a principle of provision. This one is a principle of a clear conscience before God. You, you have a confidence that I want to be holy. But I have messed up. I can't approach a holy God. Then you, the, the, the scripture reminds you. In your own right, you don't qualify. But Jesus has already qualified you. Are you following? Kick the sleep out of your head. Tell the devil, you're not going to make me sleep. I slept three, too, too long last night. Chapter 5. It says from verse 7, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers, petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from, the de- from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was the son, he led obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be the high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Our eternal salvation is found in Jesus. Are you there? Now, I want us to run to chapter 7. Actually, I'm aiming for 10 and 12, but I want us to get to 7. Are you read? Speaking of Jesus, remember Jesus is the high priest again. I want you to hear this, Basalon. It says, Jesus, I'm reading from verse 26. It says, such a high priest. We are in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26. Such a high priest meets our need. What is our need? He is one who is holy and blameless and pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day for his own sins. And then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins one for all. And when he offered him himself. For when the law appoints a high priest from men who are weak. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect for forever. So the Bible says the one who represents the source 
of our holiness. His holiness on our behalf meets our needs before God. Let's go to chapter 9. Chapter 9. I'm reading from verse 13. The blood of goats, bulls, and ashes of Haifa sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean. Sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. So these people are not really holy. They are just holy. Kiba zalan bamona kan tefela kimi zalan kahari hari tuelo sota kenya how feeling the missing words. So labant laba beko noele banoele njenga pan. Listen to verse fourteen. Go verse fourteen. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself unblemished to God? Cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Are you still there? I reading them. When you are feeling guilty, you think. If I can just watch a nice movie, I'll f- no, run to the blood of Jesus to cleanse your your, your guilty conscience. Chapter ten, we are almost there. Chapter ten. The Bible says, when Jesus came to earth, He said, "Sacrifices you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me." Right. Now, listen to verse 9. We're reading the, that portion from verse 9. It says, then he said, here I am. I have come to do your what? Your will. He set aside the first to establish the second. And by that will, I I have come to do what? Your will. Yeah, how? It, by that will that Jesus came to do, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. On the basis of that verse, you do understand that you are holy as a child of God. We have been made holy once and for. Can you understand? So, which means in this company, despite our disqualifications and incompetences, the owner has appointed us and qualified us. How long you don't walk holiness from a place of unholiness. I don't know why we think like that. When you are always feeling like, hey, what's up? I can tell you, you are walking 
a journey that has already been provided for as if you don't have the provision. You are already holy. So holiness does not start household That is why when you think that way, you become proud when you think you are holy. His steps are strides along. Why? Because in his thinking, he has worked out this holiness. You are a Pharisee. Because the Pharisee, when he was praying, he thought he was righteous because of his own doing. That's why when, when he was praying, he was pointing to the sinner. I'm not like that. She got, she got pregnant before she got married. Um, no, Bazalan. You are not the source of your holiness. I'm talking to those who are condemning themselves and those who are priding themselves. Are you still there? But listen to this verse. It says, We have been made holy once and for all, right? Listen to verse 14. Because by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Do you hear the English there? The English of this verse and the English of the other verse don't sound like they are agreeing, isn't it? The one verse says, you have been made holy once and the other verse says, he's working in you to make you holy. The first part is what the CEO has done. He has qualified you. But now he's helping you to be competent in what he qualified you in. So holiness, I move from that place to be the sharp that I actually have been qualified. I'm going to leave it there for now. Next week we'll expand. But here's what I want you to realize. It's a pity that holiness is Sometimes it's just a matter of understanding. But that understanding falls short of something very important. In chapter 12, verse 14. 
want us to see that verse and realize, I want you to go home and think about how you live your life. Let's read it together. In my Bible, it might be saying something different. Okay, let's read. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Your understanding of how you want to live your life falls short of that understanding. Without holiness, no one will see. Make every effort to be competent in holiness. Perfect about we know, learn about that part we all know, but realize that the Lord is your mentor. He doesn't condemn you, but he says, You cannot afford to be unholy because without holiness, no one. There's no one include you. Are you sure? Okay, let's stand up.